Hey guys, it's Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and host of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan. Here's how you can find us on the Radio.com app. Download the app, favorite the fan, hit 105.7 FM the fan, scroll all the way down to the fan podcasts, scroll to the right until you see the producers, hit that, and right there should be Hef, Sam, and Dan right here on the fan. The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the f*** at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the f*** at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the f*** at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the f*** at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. How thick are you, you selfish prick? Please just stay the f at home. From LA through to Berlin, from Wuhan to to Rome, there's people dying every day, so stay the f at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the f***ing internet, so stay the f at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the f at home. Stay the f at home. Stay the f at home. Don't you be a f***ing Please stay the f at home. Start the show. And here we go. All right. I'm, we're on the board. We're on the board. We're it's the F. Board. Sam and Dan on the fan Excuse on you. demand. What? I'm hosting. Welcome one. <laughs> welcome all. The producers, we're back with another podcast. That was cool. Hef, Sam, and Dan on the fan on demand.com. <laughs> we should get a website. I'm uh, Evan Heffelfinger. I am the... What are you looking at me like that? That's for? such a good idea. Like, how how, do, how does McGivern do it? Because McGivern has his faith in the zone stuff. I mean, it's like, not hard. I've made websites before. Well, the thing is, because he does faithinthezone.com, and it goes right to our webpage. That... Like, his link well, on our webpage. Well, that's the thing. I know of someone who could help us, but they don't work here anymore. So, <laughs> I'm Evan Heffelfinger, the associate producer of the Bill no. Michaels Show, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Uh, joining me is Dan Plucker, the host of the Wendy's Big Show. Oh my goodness. That's not true. <laughs> He's executive the executive producer. producer. And Sam Schmitz, he is the Swiss Army Knife of the fans' draft show. We love you, buddy. Welcome I don't really back. know what I do here still, but I just work here. It's okay. We so, don't know what we do either. Yeah. Apparently, I have multiple Well, yeah. My, when can I add guest appearance on the Bart Winkler show to my resume? That's a great question because- You're on there like every day. That's the thing. Yeah. Bart, Bart said every day from like 9.50 I should join him. Yeah. So, Evan's got a hit on Bart show. I don't get paid for it. Well, actually, I do. You do. I do because yeah, I'm on the there. clock. Yeah. On the clock. Yeah. And then- uh I end up hosting the Wendy's Big Show yesterday, which is a story in hey, of it itself. Happens. So we can get into that too. But right off the bat, we wanted to uh, kind of get serious for a second. As some of you may know, a couple of our good friends were let go last week, uh, including hosts Chuck Freeman and Billy Schmid, who have been nothing but good to us and... It it really sucks. I mean, we see them every day, and I don't know what that was. <laughs> we see them every day, and they both just oozed talent and oozed, I, I guess, 
loyalty and oozed Wisconsin sports. And it it sucks not having them here every day. Yeah. And then we lost some great people in the bullpen too. Yeah. I mean our entire people company in the office too that we hit. talk to on a day to day basis. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than it's more than what you guys are just seeing from a personality standpoint on our three stations here at one oh five seven FM the fan, KISS FM one oh three point seven and ninety nine one the mix. Right. I mean we lost Aaron Carreno. I think that's how you say his last yep. name from 99 won the mix. He was a host there and was a host, I believe, in Kansas City and Seattle or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He, was, he was on three different intercom stations, and they ended up cutting him. Um, Kiss lost J-Matt. Yep, and a producer on the morning show, I believe. Uh, yeah, they're. Uh, I can't remember his name. He's a good dude. Big, big guy? Yeah. Sixers fan? I believe so. Oh, they let him go? Yeah. And then, I don't um, even know about that. Uh, the mix let go of producer Dave. In yeah. the morning too, which sucks. Yeah, really? Yeah. So what? I think that was all the quote unquote on air people, but then there are also the people behind the scenes. Will, um, who did everything Will in promotions. Yeah. yeah, Will did. Andy Spitzer. Yeah, Will. Um, Andy Spitzer, who pretty much helped with was our all of our promotions. Yeah, he he um, he helped keep track of when things were supposed to be on air in terms of our sponsors. Mo, um, Mo was Jim well. Morales. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff for so our now, website. Now we don't have a tech person or an IT person or an engineer. Yeah, but it's we'll, we'll, we'll manage. Hopefully. We'll manage. I mean, we've managed so far. Yeah. That was part of the reason why we didn't do a podcast last week. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I just I I couldn't do it. No, yeah. my my head was like spinning, and I was still trying to like digest the information. I mean, today is. It was the first time coming back to the studio for me since all that happened. Oh, really? I like, okay. walked in the door. I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. The last time I was here, yeah. like, all these people were still here. <laughs> this last this last week was really cr- crazy because, I mean, I wake up really late because I don't have to be here until, like, noon. So, yeah. like, I, I woke up at, like, 11 o'clock, and I look at my phone, and, and I and I saw I saw Chuck tweet that he got fired and i was just like what and i i sent you guys probably like seven eight texts that morning because yeah. i was because you were here yeah yeah you honestly like woke me up to that like i woke and up like i just i felt like, like i had oh to, this has gotta be a joke like, i'm yeah, sorry man. but i felt like i had to so then tell i you guys. so then i uh checked my email and i saw that cor- there were there was a corporate email basically saying that they were going to be letting a couple of people go across the entire country so this wasn't uh, 105.7 FM, the fan decision. Yeah. Right. This wasn't this was anybody a, from here that made that decision. I mean, it was even, it hit New York, it hit Chicago. Right. The score lost some really great people. Yeah, yeah they did, and so did uh, W Fan, the guy that has worked with Mike Francesa for like yeah decades. For I was I'm pretty sure it was for like 25 years. He ended up getting laid off. Um, mutually, they agreed to a buyout. So from that yeah. standpoint, but still, just crazy. Um. Because basically, it's just because we've been losing a bunch of sponsors because of this coronavirus. Like everybody has, right? So yeah. it's 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 part of the economy and what's happening there that's impacting us all. I mean, it's all it all sucks. Like the day that this was all happening, it was uh, Thursday, not was this Thursday, but last Thursday. Thursday. We're coming at you on Saturday. Like I was on my on my computer, like legitimately in tears because I was like. I cannot believe that this is happening. Like, right. two, like all of these great people are leaving. And, I mean, well, we're, we're all pretty close to Billy. Yeah, We're yeah. good with Chuck. But, like, Billy, I mean, we saw him every day and we talked yeah. to him. And yeah. he's just, like, this ball of energy and happiness. And, like, it's infectious. Oh, he was and, just a natural. 
Yeah, That's the thing. He's going to be the biggest name that ever came out of this station. Like, the the potential that he has, the level that he's gotten to at, what, 25? Yeah, pretty crazy. He's going to be just incredibly popular, and, I mean, he could be a national name soon. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. So... Because we, we've all tried that, you know, you got a taste of it yesterday, mm-hmm. just how hard it is to do that. And then you got to do it on a day-to-day basis for four hours. Sometimes keep... you're the only one. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, It's hard to do what he does, just no. make it sound so easy. Definitely a lot of appreciation for him, and that's one of the things I told him, too, because basically I heard that Chuck got fired, and I was, I, I didn't know who else it would be. Yeah. And so the first person I texted was Billy, and I was just like, hey, like, are you good? Are you still here? And he was like, "No, I'm. I, I unfortunately was one of the people that got cut." And then we had a uh, in-depth conversation about it, and he was feeling pretty low, like I'm sure anybody would be after they right. got laid off. And I was just like, "Dude, like I respect the hell out of you. I know that you're gonna land on your feet because you care too much about this, right? And like, you're gonna be, you're gonna be okay. And he's like, too talented not to right. fall on his feet. And basically." Like that's pretty much what that was the conversation we had. He he said he hopes to work with me again someday. So hopefully, if he does get to a national level, he brings me yeah. along with him. Yeah, yeah, that's the nice. same to me. He's like, you know, if I never do something like, I want you with me. Well, um, so and Freem, Freem's really hurts for me, man, because like he hired me like as an intern. Yeah, same. he hired so, like, all of us. Yeah, so like you know, and all the games that I've carved with him, it's like. I'm gonna and miss that. It, yeah. it sucks because the the last couple weeks of Barton Chuck's show, it was the most fun they've ever had. Like the right. best they've yeah. gotten. Oh, some of the there were no sports. <laughs> well, but like you hear Chuck at home and he's giggling like a little right. schoolgirl. I've never heard that from. He Chuck. He was really enjoying being at home. Oh yeah. It and he it was led doing to some, some great crazy. Content. Things, yeah, oh, like yeah. accidentally peeing like, with the mic on. <laughs> yeah, we might see some in our best of clips today because we're yeah. a little behind on that. We've, I mean, believe it or not, we've we've saved up some good stuff the past couple of oh, weeks. Definitely. So that's, I mean, just to wrap all of it, that kind of stuff up. It sucks to see people you love go, but at the same time, we kind of know that it's just a casualty of business. It's happening to everybody. Well, I think the reason why it may have hit us so hard is because, I mean, we're all really young. We're all 22, 23. Um, And so this is the first time in our careers where we've had a corporate layoff. So, like, some of you are like, oh, man, like, oh, this is... But remember remember your first corporate layoff and seeing all of your friends go. Like, it kind of hits you hard, especially in this industry because... I mean, we joke that we make $260,000 a year. I promise you it's way, 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 way lower. I'll be happy to make two hundred and sixty grand in my lifetime. <laughs> At this rate, yeah. Uh, so basically, it, because of that, because we all know we're in this together and we know that we're doing this because it's something that we love, there's definitely a brotherhood that's built there. Right. Or sisterhood if there are females working in the building. Because we, don't really we all here, have the same shared goal, and it's to correct. talk sports with you guys. That's our goal. We don't want to seem like we're some higher being because we're no. really not. We're just people like you. We just want to have a that, conversation. I mean, that sounds like so bar, like you know, egotistical. But like <laughs> the way that I've always looked at sports radio is we're all sitting in a garage drinking beers together. That's my. That's always been my mindset. You know, you can poke little jabs at people. 
you talk your sports and you have your little debates while you're drinking your beers and that's how it goes. It just the differences you guys are calling in on the phone and we're in a studio. But other than that, I mean, we're just normal people like you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It it's kind of weird. Like I don't know about you guys, but when I first started here, I saw everyone here as celebrities. That's how I was like, too. I was starstruck the first time I met Bill Michaels and Bart Winkler and when Bart followed me on Twitter, like I I lost my head. I didn't know what to do and you know, you hear these guys on the radio for years and you think that they're like you know, celebrities. You see them as almost like a Mike Francesa, like mm-hmm. how they're a big deal. And then you meet them and they're just dudes. Yeah. Like they're just like you. They do their show, they go home. <laughs> Yeah, that's, they drink a beer and play video games and go to sleep. Honestly, the one thing that kind of stunned me about this place because when I, uh, this is the second radio station that I've quote unquote worked for. For I interned mm-hmm. at another sports radio station here in Milwaukee. I won't say which one, but was it the four letter? It was the four letter. Um, so when I was there, basically all of the hosts had a completely different mentality from what we have here. Oh, really? And that's something that I really respect about the guys that we have here because. Quite honestly, before I got here, I didn't listen to any of the stuff that was on our station. I didn't know any of the people here, but I knew who Leroy Butler was. And like yeah. I looked into it because I knew it was going to be on the big show, so I did a little bit of research on the guys beforehand. So like it was still cool because I'm there interacting with guys that... Other people would want to interact right, with. Right, right, exactly, on a daily on basis. A daily basis right. Yeah. But when I was at the Four Letter, um, and hopefully I don't burn any bridges there, there was only one host that actually like gave a crap about interns. Like, everybody else there, I'd probably talk to all of their other hosts a combined four times. And when I did, they looked down on me the entire time I was there. I'm going to assume Homer was one of those. Well, Homer wasn't in studio every day. Oh. So it was not Homer. I respect Homer. Um, he but follows me on Twitter for some reason. He follows everybody on Twitter. He, he has 17,000 followers and 17,000 follows. So. Yeah, he's, he's like a Jose Bautista. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but no, I, I, I respect... Sure, we don't we don't really need to go into that, but it was just like the difference between how I was treated as an intern there to here is complete 180. Yeah. So I that's that's just one thing that I've always respected, and since we've like I'm almost been working here for two years now, and right, I mean Sam, yeah. you're you're at like almost three and a half, aren't you? I mean, if you're counting if you, internship, if you're counting yeah. internship, like and start, that's what I I'm doing. I officially started last March, so it's been you know a little almost over a year. over a year yeah. officially, and like yeah. Damn near getting three, even. Yeah, Evan and I are approaching one year officially hired. Yeah, and then like two years as a producer or or intern. intern. Yeah, so a year and a half ish. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's crazy that like we're at this point now. It's gone so quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So when you work with people, basically to wrap this back all up again, when you work with people for two full years and it's the first two full years of your careers, basically, and right. Yeah, it's you, it's you very them, tough. You consider them great friends, right? Right, and it's definitely different than a, a regular office space. I guess is where I'm going with this too. Yeah, it's there's a lot more chaos. I mean, definitely, we grilled out like two weeks ago. <laughs> How many places can you do that? But so, Billy, Chuck, we love you. Everyone else, we love you. We've gotten to know you, and we appreciate what you do. This kind of it. The coronavirus sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to put a little PSA in this. <laughs> I work at Home Depot. Um, because you know, extra money. I don't 
necessarily want. I mean, I want to because like money, but like I'd prefer not to if I didn't have to. Right. Especially now. Yeah. When these people. So, you know how go, uh, Governor Evers, what time are we at right now? Oh, we've been talking for about 15 minutes in this segment. Okay, I'll make, I'll make it short. No, it's okay. Uh, Governor Evers recommended the Safer at Home Act, which is, you know, only go out if you need essential items. Yeah. Home Depot gets to stay open because they're an essential hardware store. Which they should be. They Yes, they have some stuff that you absolutely need to have, like light bulbs. As simple as, you know, as funny as that sounds, you need light bulbs and, yeah, toilet stuff and... Bath stuff. Yeah. So they have some stuff. <laughs> what happens, though, is people will come in and buy non-essential items. Last weekend on Sunday, I worked. I was swamped the entire day with people coming out to the garden <laughs> and buying mulch and buying flowers and <laughs> buying dirt and buying w- bricks for their retaining walls that they're building because they need a project during this all. Uh, I get and, it. like, sure, you need something to distract the time, and I understand that. The people that piss me off are, well, one, the people that are wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, but then are coming in and getting non-essential items. If you're that worried about this all and you're wearing a mask, but you're getting, like, flowers for your garden... Stop it. Like, you are not thinking this clearly. But then the the absolute worst are the people that you they come in and you say, hey, can I help you find anything? And they say, no, I'm just walking around, just looking. Oh, that's the worst. You would be surprised how many of those people that I deal with on a daily basis. That is insane. It's ridiculous. That's, a, that's what you say at, like, a clothing store. You yep. don't say that like, a Home Depot. Like, when you go to a Home Depot, now, you're there for a specific purpose. Yes, you don't go there to just look around. Yes, but also no. Like what? during like normal when life is normal we get that a lot. Just okay. people like coming in because they're like, okay, I don't know what ne- what necessarily I, I need, but something can like that. jog it. But, but now, yeah. when you are supposed to be at home, they're coming in and just saying, no, I'm just walking around. One, why are you going to Home Depot for your entertainment in the first place? Two, how do you expect this to end if you do not stay at home? Like the intro song says, stay the bleep at home. Yep. It's ridiculous. I know it sucks. I know it sucks. I know you've been in the house for a month, and I know you want to leave the house, especially now that it's sunny and warm, and and you want to, you know, explore, and you want to do things, but we're never going to get better if you don't stay at home. It's that simple. Tell me I'm crazy, or tell me I'm not crazy. Everybody's crazy. Everybody is crazy. I'm doing my best to stay radio friendly right now, and it's not easy because I want to go off on some of these people. I, I just, how are we? Ever, I mean, we're all gonna die because these people this will not getting, stay uh, the hell at home. This is getting a uh, damn near Dan esque like Lions rant territory. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just, I it flabbergasts me because the one thing that we need to do right now is stay at home. Yeah. And I wish I could stay at home more, but I need to, you know, pay bills. And if someone's giving me the opportunity to work, I kind of right. have to take it. But that doesn't mean that you should be out, yeah. especially if, like, you have a job that you can work from home. Work from home. Go outside and take a walk. Don't go into a business and walk around or go and get non-essential items. 
because you're just going to prolong this whole thing. Do you want sports by June? Then stay at home. Do you want life to get back to normal? Stay at home. Yeah. That's all I can say. Just stay at home. I'm going to have an aneurysm. Along with that, for anybody who thinks it's hypocritical of Evan saying that while we're all sitting in the same studio, I mean, we're in each other's quarantine bubbles. That's, That's the, the thing. thing. Hey, we, right. we qualify for being in each other's quarantine because like, basically, we're here every day. Basically, there are a total of like five people. Less. That are in the radio station every day. No, it's, oh, it's five. Yeah. So it's it's Evan, me, Joe, Sparky, and Ryan. Ryan, right. So we're in the studio every day. So Evan and I are in each other's bubbles. And then Sam is here every Saturday. So he's also in that recurring cycle of being here every day. So we're in each other's quarantine bubbles. And so- I'm going to assume, because Sam is a smart guy, that he's been staying at home. Oh, dude, I was about to say, like, by I was basically at home from Sunday through, you know, up till today. By Wednesday and Thursday, I was literally just thinking about just getting in my car and just driving mm-hmm. for like <laughs> two hours just to get out of my house. Because, I mean, I started doing, if you, if I told myself, like myself from now, like if I told myself a week ago what I was going to be doing throughout this week, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like clean my apartment. I'm not going to, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to uh, like take my sister's dogs for walks. I'm not going to like <laughs> go start looking for apartments to move in. No, I did all that. And uh, I was surprised. I shocked myself a little bit actually, but. Yeah, I, I pretty much went into quarantine officially this week, and I didn't like it. It's not fun. I feel bad for everybody who's just been in quarantine this whole time. Yeah. That's why I'm almost glad that I'm not in quarantine. Now, I I don't know about you guys, but I could sit on my ass and do nothing for weeks. You see, you say that, but by the fourth day, like the fourth or fifth day, yeah. when you really aren't doing anything, it starts to hit you like, okay, I don't like this. I need interaction. I need to do something. I need to like just get out of the house. Yeah. I could see I, that too. I don't know. But, I'm 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 like right in the middle of you guys. I think I think after I would need I crave like discussion and yeah. Yeah. friendship and stuff like that. So I think but after a while it would get don't be don't be doing what my friends are doing where they're still having like get-togethers nope. at their houses of like nope. fifteen people. I'm like, nope. come on! Like I get you guys like love going to the bars every weekend and all that, but it's like, can you just my friends do it by yourself for like one week? My friends got a new dog. Like a month ago, and yeah. I want to meet that thing more than anything. It's actually a really in this good time world. to get a dog. It is. It's no, a very good it. time. I want to meet that dude, little dude named Hank. I want to meet him so bad, but I can't. Speaking of Hank, Hank, the Brewers dog that ha- there have been like four or five of them because well, they keep dying. This is a good, you know, baseball Paul Blart. Yeah, we got a baseball Paul Blart thing. That's right, Hank. Aaron. Let's talk some baseball. Let's talk proposed uh, realignment. Let's talk, will we ever see a baseball game again? Ooh, Find out after I this. And we're back. It's half Sam and Dan on the Fan on Demand. That was very smooth. Fast. Let's... You guys threw me off in my <laughs> But let's talk some baseball. Because I mean, there isn't I mean there is there's a surprising amount of things going on right now. A lot of it is all hypotheticals like, hey, what if this happens? And like what if we can propose this happens? I just I'm curious to know what your guys' thoughts are. Should we play baseball again this year? Should they 
decide to make this move to Arizona, to Florida and Arizona, or should they just wait? See, personally, I really liked the idea that came up yesterday. Um, Bobby Nightingale, not Bobby, Bob, Bobby, my my bad, my bad, Bob Nightingale. We had Bobby Nightingale on the big show recently, so I have him on the mind. Shout out to Bobby Nightingale, Uh, first guest ever booked. Nice. nice. Uh, But his dad, Bobby's dad, Bob. Yeah. uh, That's his dad? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes so much sense. Yeah, you can tell. (laughs) That's why he's in baseball. Yeah, the one that's younger is the one that's Bobby to make him seem younger. Oh, man, he learns something new every day. Even though he's pretty old. I should have put that together. He's like Probably. It's kind of bad that you didn't put that together. Yeah, that what it is. Anyway, uh, Bob Nightingale said that... Yeah, no nepotism. Yeah. yeah. Well, pretty much every... I'm pretty sure almost every interview that Bobby does, somebody asks him about his dad. And I think he hates it. I would imagine Because so. we did it on our show. Um, he was on Zach Gelb one day, and Zach Gelb asked him about it, who's on After the Big Show. He asked him Good about... Year. Uh, Bob and I was just like, uh, I've listened to Pharrell doing it too. And I was just, a bitch. <laughs> so yeah, pretty crazy. Bill anyway. Michaels was on a show last week. Pharrell on the bench? Not Pharrell on the bench, but Pharrell is a new show and Bill was on it. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Bill, it's not on CBS. I know, but Bill went on. Pharrell, yeah. They're buddies. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. When did that happen? Like I mean, a week ago. They probably like met each other like when they were working at ESPN or something. They they sorry. Four Bill hundred. goes on Pharrell's show all the time. Bill Michaels? Yes. What? Yeah. yeah. I did not He's, know that. If ever yeah. they're talking Wisconsin sports, Bill is the guy that goes. Really? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, which I, I have no further comment on. <laughs> I'll have Same. to listen to that. I mean. No, I shouldn't. Anyway. I didn't say anything. Anyway. Baseball proposed baseball. season. Baseball. Yeah, go back to what Bob, Bob not Bobby Night- Nightingale said. Bob Nightingale said that they should, uh, that the MLB was considering splitting into two leagues where the teams play spring training. So it would be the Cactus League in Arizona and the Grapefruit League in Florida. And so basically, uh, in that, there would be three divisions for each league. Mm-hmm. And those divisions are based on their geographical location. So the Brewers share a facility with the Mariners, correct? No, no the, the Brewers, Padres do. Yeah, my, my fault. Yeah. So the Padres and Mariners share a facility, and then I think the Rangers, the Rangers and, and Royals, Royals do. do as well. Because I've and then been the to Brewers that have their own before. facility, correct? So that would be the Brewers' division. So that's would the be, main reason I'm for it. It would be the Padres. Who are probably the stiffest competition? The Rangers, the who Royals, are the sleeper in the right. division? The Royals and who I said the, all of the teams earlier. Um, the, the Mariners, yeah, the Mariners. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think it would be really fun to see this kind of shakeup in baseball because I mean we're so keen into the American League and the National League and each of the separate divisions in there. Yeah, that switching it up, I think, will just create this really interesting dynamic. Um, wow. Where there's going to be new rivalries for basically one season, mm-hmm. and teams that you don't get to see play each other very much are now going to play what 18 games? That's what it is for right? Yeah, in, in okay, division well, this year, the interleague, like as it is. Yeah. Yes. Well, they kind of already they are, did in a way. They did, but, like, but they didn't. Yeah. See, I like interleague play, but uh, in the for this, there would be no interleague play. Like the teams in Florida yep. only play the teams in Florida. The teams in Arizona only play the teams in Arizona, and then they play a, a championship. Right? They they would play a championship uh, game. Also, universal much DH. like the old days. Universal. Oh, DH. I did not see that. Okay, Univer- which I think they're going to try to do in any any format that they try to 
output of baseball right now. It's going to have universal DH. They're well, going to try be it out. Testing out a bunch of well, yeah. They're no going to try. They're going to do the the uh, robot arms zone. too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now, if you guys know anything about me, you know I love anarchy. Yeah, I love. That's why I'm excited for the upcoming anarchy. NFL draft. Oh my it's god, gonna be a crap! Show. I'm so I'm juiced. So, I'm I'll, so for it. I'll be doing the uh, the first round I'm, with Radio Joe, Bill Michaels, and Gary Ellerson. I think we're all doing a day, right? Yeah. You got second round. You got last day. I'm doing the last day. Yeah. I thought you were doing every day, Sam. I thought it was. He's too, not, and then I'm I, doing. And then Thursday. I saw the revised schedule. Oh. So, but I thought you anyway. were doing Sunday. There's or, no one Sunday. Saturday. Both. I I'm thought, doing Sunday. It's a recap show. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So, but I love anarchy. Yeah. And I'm for this idea so much. Now, anyone who thinks that sports are going to come back this year with fans, you're delusional. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nope. There will be no fans in attendance for a long time. I don't think there's even going to be fans in attendance for football. But anyway, continue. I th- I wouldn't doubt it. I Yeah. Or they restrict it right. heavily. But I'm for this idea. I think that you do need to have testing available. You need to have the test that the NBA said that they were working on, the one where it's like a diabetes test. Where it's like an instant prick. Yeah, they prick yeah. your finger, and then within like five minutes, they know if you have it or not. Mm-hmm. Which I think, let's, I mean, let's figure it'll be what June when this happens. I think it's possible that we have it by then. I mean, I'd like to. The optimist in me wants it to happen. How right. many? How many games did they say they were thinking about? My guess trying is. To get in? Some well, well, that's the thing. It's kind of weird. The first report where it was just in Arizona said yeah. that they were going to try to play 162 by Which is, playing. Oh, seven. It's not. No, it's they not. were going to be playing no. seven inning double headers. I was twice expecting so, like an 82 game season. Maybe. Well, at the so most what's going to happen is it'll probably be like 100 to 112, and because there's an odd number in each like area, uh, two teams will have to play a double header every day, where they'll go yeah. play one no, team yeah, and then play that. another. Yeah, and that's that's that. all right. Teams could do that. They're fine with that. So if I had to guess, it'll be. At max, 120 games, especially because we've lost. I mean, by that point, we'll lose two months of the season. Yeah, I would. Well, uh, the teams in division are going to be playing each other. Oh, there's 15 teams though. Got it. Yeah. That's so, what you so mean. one team would have to play two games yeah, that day. There's going to be interleague play. That's not the right word. They're going to no. play each other. Like each division will travel to play each other, basically. Right. But well, you. Yeah, you can but they play won't anyone go in Arizona. from Arizona to Florida. Right, Correct. That's right. what I was trying to say. And then the the final will be, from what I read in it, they're going to utilize the three domed stadiums in those two states. So Chase right. Field in Arizona, um, Marlins Park, which I don't think has a name, does it? It's just no, Marlins it's just Park. Marlins Park, and then Tropicana what Field. They really want to travel Park people is. all the way, like you know. Well, it'll be in November. But yeah. Still, so they're hoping at that point picked. that it would make more sense. Right. Well, and it's going to be really... Oh, the, the thing is, here's the, where here's where my concern comes in with it, mm-hmm. is like these two places are going to be extremely hot. Yeah. Like that is going to put such a wear and tear on a bunch of these players because it's going to be something that they're completely not used to. Which is why they're going... Like that's why they said they want to utilize those three stadiums a yeah. lot. Right, right. And I mean, you can play probably three, maybe four games of baseball in a dome a day. Yeah. Uh, Doug Dimmodome. Anyway. Doug Dimmodome on the Dimmodome. Anyway, but I don't think that logistically it's going to work out because, I mean, I've been in Arizona 
when it's literally 125 degrees outside. I mean, that's the reason like, they have the roof on that stadium yeah, because it gets so hot. It's it's not because of rain or anything. No, they literally crank the AC in that building. Yeah, and they don't turn it off, and that's how they get people to come to their baseball games. <laughs> right. It's it's so it's such a different dynamic from here in Milwaukee because you're like. Oh, the dome's on today, or oh, the dome's open yeah. today. Today's mm-hmm. going to be awesome because the dome is open. We're going to have baseball with yeah. an open field. In Arizona, you go, oh, God, I pray that today the dome is closed. <laughs> yeah. Because literally, I mean, I've been to games where it's like 100 degrees at Chase Field, and mm. the the dome is open. So people are sitting out in 100 degree weather watching baseball. And then you're baseball. sitting in the part that the sun's just directly Correct. coming down. Like in so, Miller Park, so, you're sitting on third like th- baseline. That's an actual thing, guys. Like yeah. I, w- I went to two baseball games in a row that they did that at Chase Field because my parents live in Arizona where they will open up the dome and let people sit and cook in 100 degree weather. So Mm-mm. it's a completely different dynamic there. And it's something that like we're not accustomed to as Milwaukee baseball fans. Yeah, right. And so... I think that that's going to play a huge role in this. Like they're going to have to, they're going to have to play the games either really early in the morning or really late at night because in that middle of the day it is so hot. Like yeah. now, like routinely, one hundred and twelve to one hundred and fifteen degrees. Arizona has a little bit of money. Do you know if there are more stadiums that are domes there? I don't think so. In terms of something that could hold a baseball game, okay. I, th- technically, Florida, well, I think could. The thing is, if if baseball worked it out, they could play in the Arizona Cardinal Stadium. They could, they could, could they craft a well? Sure, because they've done so many modifications to that stadium before. It's been a basketball court. It's been a football field. It's been a soccer oh, yeah. field. See, but, they, they but just baseball, like baseball's kind of different dimensions, though. They could, they could work something out there. I, I think they could work something out if they would have to pay a butt ton of money for it, right? But if they want to get baseball, excuse me, if they want to get baseball back, they want to get these fans back, which I mean, that's what they want to do. Yeah. Then. You're gonna to have to make some sacrifices and some money. That's that's probably where they're gonna to have to allocate some money. I think if they're gonna make this work, because then you have two domes a day, and you could probably, like we said, play three or four games in it every day. So that's eight of the sixteen games that are played in a a week, right? Does my math work there? No, because there's fifteen teams. More, yeah. So <laughs> so right. So it's gonna that'd be pretty much every team could play a game in a dome every day. Yeah. If so you, you think would about just it. be like longing for your day of the week that you're correct in the stadium. In the stadium, that's literally all the players are going to do that. So that's where I think the backlash is going to come from the MLBPA, whether it's right away or if like before this even all starts, or if they start playing and they're like, "Holy hell, it's 112 degrees, and I have to play a baseball game today." Right? Like, what are we going to do? How do I survive this? That's doing why this every single day of the part, week. Part of me thinks that it'll be forty man rosters. I I agree. I think that they've said that the roster expansion is going to be a thing no matter what happens here because um who was it? Uh it wasn't Jeff Passon, it was Joel Sherman. He said who's of the New York Post, uh he said that even if MLB does return, it is highly unlikely that minor league baseball will not. Mm-hmm. So basically the entire Brewers organization is screwed because that's what they do is they pull people up from AAA and send them back down left and right, and they yeah, utilize right. a bunch of people. So I think to help those sorts of teams out, those smaller market teams, baseball will end up expanding their rosters to 
to help out with this occasion, especially because if somebody gets hurt, like you're going to pull up some minor leaguer that hasn't played baseball in four months to come play. Like that doesn't make any sense. So they have to expand rosters. There's just so many lefts and rights here because, like, even before this proposal, the last proposal, who was it, Brad Anderson, spoke out saying, yeah. if I had to leave my family for four and a half months, nope. That's a right. discussion right there. All it takes is, like, a couple of players, and then you got to figure out. And here's the thing, too, is I don't trust Manfred yep. to be the commissioner. I don't know if he'll be the first one, sentence. but I don't trust Manfred to be the commissioner to bring back a sport from all this. and coordinate it right and if something's gonna go wrong if he does it we still he still has the red sox investigation he said he was gonna you know release once baseball started again we still gotta consider that right if i don't know do you guys have anything else to add on this because like me personally well yeah i mean that's the thing selfishly i want baseball back right so bad i do too this baseball season was going to be so much fun but i also know I would be incredibly hypocritical if I said, let's do whatever we can to get it here after the rant that I just went on in that first segment telling people to stay the hell at home. I What happens if a player gets they their, their plan yeah. is they would quarantine them. In, and then keep playing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they're testing, happen, they're, testing some, they're testing every player every day down there. That's the plan is once they have enough tests. Yeah. They're... That baseball would basically buy a bunch of them. Same thing with the NBA. That's yeah. what their plan is. Right. They're going to buy a bunch of them and then literally test every player, every person that's going to be every day. at the games every single day. Right. Yeah. And so if somebody if somebody gets sick, you test everybody else on the team, everybody else that's come into contact with that person, and then that person goes into quarantine, and if anybody else also has it on the team, they go into quarantine too. Right. Which is going to be... So interesting because which is gonna, why the forty man roster basically need to it's going to be like a quarantine list. Yep, and yeah, it, it's, it's like oh, it's Chris- really rough. So I don't know who had it, um, but somebody went back to um, the NBA and well, the semblance of what was the NBA and it returning after no, it wasn't the NBA. Sorry, it was the NHL. Mm-hmm. It was the NHL, and they returned. In 1918, during the Spanish influenza. Really? Yes. So right right when they thought it was over, they played uh, the Stanley Cup, I believe. Hmm. And it was between the Seattle Metropolitans and the Montreal Canadiens, if I remember correctly, based on the article that I read. And they came back, and like five players got sick, and two of them died. So if they use that as, uh, I mean, I think the Spanish influenza was a little bit more well, yeah, medicine deadly and all that, like, and, and medicine and what we in had was years what right, we've had is, right. What we've had in the medical advancements gone is, through two world, correct like, world wars, right, right, right. So there's a lot that's happened since then. But if they're going to use that as the the precedent as to what should be done, yeah. In this situation, I think that it's going to be a longer holdout when it comes to sports returning in general. And it sucks because that means we'll probably lose our jobs, but it's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Like, okay. unselfishly, it's the smart thing to do. Anyway, let's move to a happier topic. Uh, yeah, just real quick <laughs> before on. we... Oh, I got I to gotta, I gotta throw this at you guys because I was thinking about this last night. I told Evan this. It's like, honestly, out of all the three major sports, NBA, MLB, NFL, my opinion, dude, MLB season, it's not going to happen this year. Out of all of them? Just out of all the ones, baseball, you were in a perfect timing where you were just starting. You were in the middle of spring training. 
you're just getting ready for the season. It wasn't like you were in the middle of the season like the NBA. Yeah. You can you can kind of go for this year, and there's already things in place like Mookie Betts, you know, doesn't be mm. a Dodger, become a Dodger for this year. If, you know, there's things already set in place if there's no baseball well, this year. The, the problem, I think it just makes the most sense if there's going to be one sport that just says, you know, screw it. It's not going to happen this year. We'll I, just wait until next year, and then everything will be fine for the seasons afterwards. You don't have to worry about it. an adjusted calendar for all that. I think the NBA can – you know, come back later on and then just start their season. Yeah. NFL, you know, they, they're they still in the offseason. They can work things out. But baseball, man, it's like you they kind of got screwed the most by it, if you yes. think about it. And the timing. I agree with you. The problem comes in a team like the Brewers, where they signed a lot of guys to one-year deals with options. Yep. One, like, do does this season count for salaries? Well, it like, does. It does. That's why. I, that's why I said Mookie. If there's no baseball so this year, he's they, not going to be a Dodger. Yeah, he's they a free agent they, again. they said uh, in early March, like right after this thing started, that it would count as a year of I don't I don't know what that's called. So not then, eligibility, but yeah. So then, if if you're the Brewers, what do you do? Well, like, do you pick up the option on Eric Sogard that's or Justin? A decision Smoke? that all these teams are going to make, and you got to include like the upcoming draft and you know what was supposed to be this year, and then you got a combined draft if you do. Like, They're still just, doing a draft, right? Where it's like ten rounds or five something. Rounds, five rounds, and yeah. they MLB holds the rights to move it to ten. Yeah, and then so, you can sign players for an adjusted low, salary. Like, yeah, five rounds is very low. Basically, considering there's fifty. Usually, yeah, but they, and they you can still find and, like quality. Players yeah. like MLB Albert, level. Albert Pujols was a 13th round pick. Right. Well, they said it's only going to be five rounds, but you can still sign the other players, but it's just going to be like really minimum salaries. It's not going to be like your typical, huh. you know, well, the six thing with round that contract. Is everybody's going to go to the big name franchises then, and we're going to have an issue when it, like, well, for I think years they, down the road. They here. probably have a smaller pool. Like, well, and that's the thing. I don't know how much, people you I don't know how much this is going to impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, like too. college level player saying yeah. right. who who now has another year of eligibility some where they can continue to places. improve right and uh, not Wisconsin but God damn you Barry Alvarez well I mean they don't have a baseball team anyway but yes yeah but basically like these student athletes now have to make a decision whether or not they want to go to baseball and more than likely ha- decide where they end up mm-hmm. and get paid probably next to nothing. Or stay in school for another year and hope that this is all blown over and in 2021 they can get drafted and make more money. Right. That's kind of where where it comes down to. It's, well, it's here's tough. the thing is nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows. Not even Manfred knows. Like, nobody knows. No one. And we're not going to know one, for a couple months. One last thing that I wanted to talk about before we move on, and it's not baseball. I just want to say I love Adam Silver so much. The NBA's commissioner. Yeah. I mean, he's... My he's, favorite commissioner, but he's not. Well, because he's the only one that isn't yeah, bad. That, like, that's what I was going to say. I mean, he's not. I hate Manfred and I hate Goodell. But not only is he not bad, he's incredible. Like, what is he what messed I like up? About, the, the China thing was bad. Yeah. Right. But he also, he knows how much money that China brings in. He kind of has to, as a businessman, has to do that. But Obliged. I feel like he could have done a Stearns to the Warriors dynasty. What what Stearns did with CP3 to LA? Yeah, he could have done that because it was ridiculous. Like everybody knew it was Warriors Cavaliers every single year. But they put him in a tough position because it's not like the Warriors were breaking any rules. No, like but, Ke- they signed Kevin Durant. With yeah, cap they signed space. them all. But you know, something. 
which is why it's anyway, nuts. But Silver. Adam, I mean, Adam Silver, I mean, he's doing the right thing. He's saying, listen, we're not coming back until this testing is widespread. Thank you. And that's awesome to hear. So I just, I, I wanted to put that out there. Adam Silver, you're a really good dude. And he was the one to put and, all this in motion. He was the first yeah. one to suspend mm. their league. Yeah. And, I mean, it, and immediately. Yeah. And then good. he he's the one who's working, I mean, he himself isn't working on it, but the NBA is getting closer and closer to those diabetes type tests for coronavirus. So it's cool to see. Yeah. You know what else is cool to see? That the NFL draft is still happening. I'm geeked for it. I know you guys are geeked for it. Well, maybe not Dan, but so we can talk about that. We're going to talk some NFL draft coming up after this break. I'm geeked like Urkel. I Get us going. Here we go. NFL. That's staying in. All I know is it's Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan on Demand. Episode, what is this, 15, 15. 16? Who the hell cares? Bart Star, Patrick Mahomes episode. hey Also, um... Ben Sheets. Ben Sheets. Nice. Good pull. Uh, Tim Salmon. Ben Gamble? No, no 16. 16. Oh, he's 16? Yeah, Damn. that'll be our next episode. All right, cool. Um, the ben my Gamble sister stuff. is 16 years old. <laughs> We're talking NFL draft. <laughs> Who is the number 15 overall pick, you guys? <laughs> Who's going to be drafted number 15 overall? I think it's going to be CeeDee Lamb. Um, well, Giannis Adetokounmpo was the 15th overall There we go. There's another oh, one. I like this. Um, um, so was Larry Sanders, maybe? Anyway. I don't know. NFL draft. We're not drafts. talking NFL. We're not talking NBA right now. <laughs> Working on his rap album. Wait. NFL draft. Anyway. We're a week away. Less than a week away. That's crazy. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I know we've been on quarantine for like a month. Wait, we're not less than a week away. It's Isn't only, it? It's the 23rd. It's Oh, it's two, two weeks. weeks. Less bad. than two weeks away. My bad, my bad, my so bad. I, honestly, when I was in quarantine for this week, I completely like was losing track of oh, what Oh, I didn't know what I've, day it was either. It's okay. I didn't, I didn't know it was Easter weekend until yesterday night when someone told me. Yeah. But. Larry Sanders was the 15th pick. I, bro, I know it. Do you want to know how I know it? Because we were probably the eight seed that year. We were probably the last team to make it in the playoffs, and we got the pick just outside the lottery. I'm proud of you. Shout out Herb Cole, who actually shout out to him because the Bucks are still here. NFL draft. <laughs> Can we please stop getting me sidetracked? You guys know that I'm fu- I'm ADHD with all of this. Like, I'm good save. What are you talking about? I didn't do anything. Why are you distracting me? Uh, can we please get back on track, <laughs> hey, guys? I'm ready. I'm right. waiting for you to lead us there. I see you were just reading the story that I wrote. I appreciate it. No, it wasn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw the pic. No, because I... Oh, I did. I, I clicked you were in, in it. it. I clicked in it to get to the story. Hey, that's a click for me. But I mean, I, I didn't see any money I didn't, from it. You know, I, unfortunately... Should I just start this? Anyway! Yeah. <laughs> so we're a couple weeks away. We saw another trade involving draft picks this week and Bill O'Brien. We'll get to that in a second. What a what a what a GM and Man. Bill O'Brien. He but, just got rid of Hopkins for not even a first round pick and for got the, a receiver and a running back worth more money than Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien. We'll we'll get into that in a second. We're two weeks away. It's been two weeks since we did one of these. Dan, what do you think the Lions should do? At number three, trade back. And thankfully, there are rumors that they're considering trading back, which is good. Which, I mean, we, I think we all agree um, they should trade back. Yeah, thank the Lord. Good uh, picks. Basically, 
Uh, I think that Miami's running a smear campaign against Tua, and so that they, that he falls to five, and that nobody trades to the third pick with the Lions because mm-hmm. I think that they know that it would make a lot of sense for the Lions to move back, and if the Lions move back, the person that trades up is probably going to draft Tua. Yeah. So the thing is, I mean, it's pretty consensus the Bengals are taking Burrow. It's pretty consensus the Redskins are probably taking Chase Young. Unless they, they like Tua. Idiots. Unless they like Tua. But Which would, they would trade back, potentially. I would take Young and then maybe, wait for a quarterback they, in next year's draft if I was the Redskins. <laughs> well, right. Anyway, so then the Lions are there. So Lions, whether or not they take a quarterback. Then at four is the Giants. They're not taking a quarterback because they have Daniel Jones. Any dimes. And then five is <laughs> Miami, mm-hmm. who has blatantly said that they want Tua. Right. And now all of a sudden all this stuff is coming out. Oh, Tua's met with two franchises and flunked physicals and he's brittle. And it's like, no, this is just Trent Dilfer says he's and better than Marino the, and the Rogers. Agent, the agent himself, like he he sent out an hour long Tua did an hour long video straight of him just throwing footballs and like moving around in the pocket. He looked and good. He looked very good. I hate those Pro days because everybody said too. Bridgewater had the worst pro day ever, and he turned out to be a good quarterback. That's fair. Anyway. Well, yeah, and it's all Tua looks good in shorts. That's yeah. <laughs> and running the routes that his receivers want. Correct. Right. So it, it's all that kind of stuff. But the the problem is that, or sorry, to go along with this, yes, well, made me lose my train of thought. The agent said that this is all just some team out there that wants to take Tua, but wants him to fall. Yeah. And I 100% agree with that. I, I think that Tua's mostly healthy. Do I think he's at the 100% that he boasts? No. Do you think he could play right away as uh, a rookie? I, I think so. I think that once once by the time the season starts, bearing another injury, he'll probably, or getting sick, I guess, he goes to one he'll, of those he'll top probably five, start. If he goes to one of those top five teams, they're going to have a terrible offensive and line. The Dolphins don't want to move back because they want to keep their top. They want to keep their three first rounders. And yeah, they know, and right. everybody knows that they have three first rounders. So everybody's going to say, "You need to give me another first rounder if you want to move up." And they're not going to take anything less. I don't think. I think and they the, shouldn't. Right, and I I think that's kind of where the Lions sit. They're they're trying to find who they're going to trade with because they still want a top pick in this draft. They yeah. they realize that they need somebody who's going to be an actual threat yeah. and help the team this season, whether it be a quarterback, which it won't be hopefully, or some other position player of need that's going to end up hope, hopefully changing the course of the franchise. But I I mean So so let's say the Dolphins don't give in and give up two first round picks. The Lions stay at number three. Like, say even the Chargers don't want to trade up. Are they taking Jeff Okuda? The Lions, I think so. I think that's who's on their radar. I think that they really like Okuda. I think that they're trying to move back so they can still draft Okuda, but also get more capital. Yeah, I think the Giants might take him though if Okuda's still on the board. That uh, I don't know. I th- I think they the Giants are going to go offensive line, line right? They, they think- need a lot. I think yeah. I think the Giants go yeah. offensive line uh, and start finding some sort of prote- protection for their franchise quarterback and Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes. Uh, the Dolphins need a quarterback. The Chargers need a quarterback. The Panthers don't. They probably need to address the offensive line or the defensive side of the ball. My guess is probably the interior. They got to replace Keekly. Uh, that's yeah. also true. Maybe they go Isaiah Simmons. That would make a bunch of sense. Ooh, uh, like the Cardinals basically need a running back. Uh, 
Yeah. No, they got Kenyon Drake. Yeah. And Chase Evans. I don't have a uh, bunch they, of they confidence in those two, but uh, Kenyon Drake really showed out at the end of last year, so I'll give him credit. But I mean, they got rid of Johnson of, for Drake. I mean, right. I think they need to go line. But do you right. think they're they, going to running CD, back that no, early? No, they wouldn't. I'm, I'm saying maybe later on in the draft. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the, I think that's probably one of their bigger needs. They also need some def- defense, just in general, especially the defensive line as well, and somebody offensive to protect line. Kyler Kyler Murray as well. Then there's Jacksonville at nine. <laughs> Uh, who needs everything? Yeah, that's not uh, true. They got a franchise quarterback, Gardner Minshew, baby. Minshew nope. mania. Uh, nope. I think they try to find an edge somewhere. Yeah, and they then the Browns to Randall. Yeah, that defense needs some help. And Ngakwe. Yeah. Ooh, he's about to be a draft day uh, candidate, probably. Trade, probably. Dude, yeah. What if they uh, offered Detroit? Well, they got Trey Flowers. Yeah, they have enough. I mean, there there were a couple rumors about that a while back that the Lions were interested in him, but I don't think they would be willing to yeah, give up a first rounder for him. Just thought of that in the moment. I mean, if you give us nine and Ngakwe and another pick, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then there's ten to round out the top ten, which is the Cleveland Browns, who they have, yeah, they have, they have a bunch of needs as well. Jacksonville. Yeah, they got it for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Um, pick, anyway, yeah. I don't know. I. If the Lions don't pick within the top ten, I'm going to be furious because I think that they right. need to. Yeah. Oh, so absolutely! If they're, if they're trading back, it better be to somebody in the top ten. And I think the two candidates for that basically are the Chargers and the Dolphins. I would um, agree. Maybe the Jaguars. So if it's anybody outside of those three, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. To be honest with you, I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. Now I would be mad if I was a Lions fan. They didn't like they didn't do that. Now ask us. What do you think the Packers? Yeah, what are, what are the Packers going to do at thirty, guys? <laughs> well, Dan, it's a it's interesting that you asked that question. Jordan Love. I'm sure it was just off the cusp. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, no, we're not talking about that. No, about what? Quarterback. No, no, unless it's no. Jordan Love. No, that's I, what I just said. I whispered well, yeah. Jordan Love okay. into the microphone. Well, Sam doesn't want Jordan Love at no. all. Well, listen, do I on. want him? Hold no. on, hold on, because Gutekunst has traded up in the draft the past what? Two that's years? true. Two years. I hey I I think he can still have thirty, and if he wants, he can take a couple of those, you know, second, third day so, draft picks to get you know right around thirty, trade to somebody. And if Love yeah. is still there, a quarterback that they want for the future, sure, draft him. But so, don't get don't get rid of pick thirty. That's the thing. The Packers do not need two sixth round and three seventh round. No, picks. they don't. We're wasting time developing rookies. Would you guys? I mean, I know I would. Would you trade up for CD Lamb? Um, I think Lamb's going to be the first. I would trade up for Judy, but I think my guy, Justin Jefferson, can do everything Judy can outside of when he gets the ball in his hands. Okay. I like Justin Jefferson a lot. I think Jefferson I would... is the perfect Robin to Devontae Adams' Batman. Okay. I yeah. think Jefferson, because he comes from a pro-style offense at LSU, right. there's, there wouldn't be much of a learning curve for him, honestly. If, like, he, if you're trying to go with the safest receiver, like out of those – First five, I think Jefferson, like outside of Judy and Lamb, mm-hmm. Judy even is kind of a little because of his frame and all that. I don't know if he can be a true number one, but like Jefferson, I think is the safest one you can pick from. The I, thing is, he doesn't have the. I mean, he's going to be good, but he's he doesn't have like that upside upside. No. He, all, he's, all he's got to do is just be a really good number two. See, or I even mean, a three. I want a number. They're going to use Sternberg one. in the slot I want a lot. A, I got. I hope. I Honestly, like that's what he said. The yeah. The one thing that the one the the, the archetype of the of a receiver that the Packers need is not towards the top end of this draft. 
because they need that slot speedy quick guy like like the Randall Cobbs of the world like the yeah almost Jordy Nelsons of the world but we like, need a deep threat but, but here but here's the thing is I know how good we've been at, in the second round of drafting receivers like Jordy and Cobb we can't we, we need to stop we need to stop waiting and thinking this is the guy well, if we wait around and get him well, this is the guy I, I agree with you no I, I agree with you I, I guess it's a deep this, wide receiver class too but it's like what are we doing? This is the deepest wide receiver class we've seen in a long time, ever. and I and I don't think that I Jerry Judy and Ceedee Lamb are are all kind of in that same like Devonte Adams type of player. I mm-hmm. think where they're they're like almost a little bit of a bigger receiver. They have they have some speed to them, but they're they're really good at a lot of things. And like Devonte Adams, great route runner, one of the best route runners in the league, and that's kind of what yeah. his thing is. Uh, but he also has that size and size and speed to go along with it. The perfect, athletic. the perfect wide receiver, in my opinion, for the Packers to get would be Henry Ruggs. I think that <laughs> that would be just think, it would be a perfect fit. He's the perfect slot guy. Yeah, insane speed. I mean, he he was mad that he ran a four two nine yeah. forty. Like he was pissed off. He's like, oh, that was an awful forty that I just ran, and he ran a four two nine. He was clocked in high school. I think it was high school. Maybe, maybe is one of the no. It was his junior. Day. It was junior pro day. He was clocked at a four nineteen. That that's the kind of speed that the Packers are missing in their offense right now. That I think would work just perfectly into that system. If if Rugs is available, I agree. I would take Rugs over. I don't think. I'm saying, I'm saying if they trade 30. up, but if they're yeah. trading up for anybody, I think that's the type of wide receiver that you need to trade trade up for. You everybody need, wants. It's a copycat league. Everybody wants their version of Tyree Kill now. Right, and I think Rugs is the closest thing to that yeah. in this draft. Yeah, absolutely, but I, like, I mean, if we don't trade up, I just don't think he's there at thirty. Well, I I, I I'm looking at hundred percent. As soon as you get to after the top ten, Jets need a receiver. San Francisco got that pick from Indianapolis. I think they could add another receiver to Debo Samuel after they lost Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, the Denver 49ers Broncos, are always looking for more weapons. Right outside of the top ten, there's a bunch of teams that are going to maybe need a receiver. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I sit with this. Is I, I just I don't want Ruggs, a project. That's my biggest right. Thing. I don't want a project, and I don't want to wait till day two to get a receiver. What do you guys think of uh, either Jalen Rieger or Lavisca Chenault? Lavisca Chenault. Reminds me of Brashad Perriman coming out of college. Like a guy that talented and that skilled shouldn't have the inconsistencies and difficulties that, you know, he does. Okay. You know what I mean? With a guy like that frame, I would yeah. rather have Chase Claypool, I think, than LaVisca Chenault. Okay. I think Chenault's just too big of a project, whereas Claypool, red zone guy, big I think frame. Chenault has a higher upside than a lot of wide receivers earlier in, early in this draft. But do you want but, to risk it? Right, that's the yeah. thing. It's going to be a bigger risk for him. Um, Jalen Rieger, to be honest, I don't know a ton about. Um, he's, I, mean, he's an, I know he's very athletic. He's basically like a poor man's um, Henry Ruggs. He's not as quick, though. Not as quick, but just around it. Nobody's as quick as Henry Ruggs. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. And then uh, there's Denzel Mims, who just killed the combine. He did a great combine, but yeah. he has his own... Issues on the field as well. They sh- they really should take multiple receivers in this draft. The Packers, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They, they should will. take. They should. Take I think they'll do first round. That's, that's, that's almost round. my argument for them trading away from thirty. But trading I, back that just sends such a bad message to them. because well, it wouldn't be that bad of a message if you trade thirty for a high second round pick and a third round. So basically, what you did for I mean, Ted, I mean, I know it's Ted Thompson, but. 
Thompson did that with uh, Kevin King, passed on T.J. Watt. And at the time, yeah. I was like, hey, I'm fine with getting Kevin King. Like, I was happy about well, getting yeah, Kevin so it was King. Kevin King and Vince Beagle for T.J. Watt. Kevin King still has the potential to be good. He just has to stay on the field for more but than he's not gonna ever But that's the thing, like, not – it's, it's a completely different draft in that perspective because yeah. if you want to if, – if, And we can do that Gutekunst, all day. If Gutekunst know. has the same – Mentality as the fans, which is we need more than one wide receiver right now because yeah. I don't trust Devin Funchess yeah. and I don't trust Anyone Alan Lazard else. on a second season because right. who knows what he actually is. I trust I mean, Lazard is like a third or fourth. Right. Th- yeah, right. I think that's where most people would kind of fit him in. And I, with Funchess coming off the injury, he is that deep threat that you needed, but he also has the dropping issues. Like where is he going to be at when he's coming back from this There's return? There's a reason why right. he made his way to the Packers so, like he did. Literally, you still have... Only Devontae Adams, which you came into last season with. So you still have this same issue. And Aaron Rodgers has always thrived on having a bunch of weapons because he's had that for his entire career. And now recently you see a decline in his play. And sure, I think it's because of the aging, but I also think it's because he doesn't have as many weapons as he had for his entire career so far. Right. I was watching the Super Bowl replay last night. It brought me so much joy watching James Jones, Donald, well, Driver, you know, got injured in the Super Bowl. But yeah. just, even when Jordy was having a bad game in the Super Bowl, it was just like, man, we were, like, we didn't really understand at the time, like, how That's, good these guys were going to be by themselves. Right. But, like, that was such and then a you stacked go the team. Next was all year, drafted. The next year, it's uh, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Jermichael Finley, James Jones, Randall. Insane. Cobb. Insane. Insane. That's the, the best the receiving core have, of all time. We all remember that. They don't have any semblance. Picture. Yeah, the sports. They don't have any semblance mm-hmm. of no. that at all right now. No. Yeah. You're banking on and guys. It's Ted Thompson's fault. He, no, he didn't yeah. know how to draft wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jamon Moore, bust. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, we're up banking, in the air, I guess. Maybe Sam Brown, Brown who's been hurt. So yeah. Trevor like, Davis. And now Trevor you're banking Davis on a rookie keep tight end. Not, or not a rookie tight end, but a tight end who's going into year two, only played right. three games max. It's insane. I like Jace, though. I, I do, I but like you're putting too. all your chips in a tight end who played three games. See, yeah. if, if you're not going to go with a speed receiver, I think that the Packers need to use Tyler Irvin more in the offense. Oh, I agree. Yeah, they, they tried to. Well, the, yeah. right, they tried the to towards the end of the, year, end of the last season. Time. Yeah. yeah, they no, didn't have enough time you. to develop him in there. But I think that if if you're looking for a cheap option for a speedy wide receiver, it has to be Tyler Irvin, whether it be him coming out of the backfield as a running back, playing in the slot. Like, he proved that he can do all of these things. He can. He's perfect with all the jet sweeps that come across. He did a great job, and that's, that's kind of how the 49ers basically just destroyed the Packers that day. Yeah. In the NFC Championship game was because they had Debo, and they literally set him in motion in almost every single play so that the Packers had to think that there's a way that Debo Samuel is going to get a ball on this play. Whether it be the play action, and you fake it with Debo and throw it down the field, which they did, what, eight times? Because Garoppolo didn't have to throw. like seven, eight times. And then handed off to Debo or faked the handoff to Debo and handed it off to the running back. Raheem Mostert. So that's basically all. God, that was the, that was their entire game, game plan. That game is so like literally. It is. About. It was one of the most frustrating games for me to watch. I'm not even a Packers it's fan. One of, it was. It was. It was just domination. It was insane. It was literally like playing Madden, and you're playing online against somebody, oh, yeah. and they don't know how to stop one play, and so you keep doing that one play over and over again. That is what the 49ers did for an entire <laughs> game against the Packers. Like, yeah. what in the world is going on? So I would. Here's another thing too. It's that's what I love about Gudikins is you just no you never expect what he's gonna do. You cannot you can't tell me that you expected him to trade up in last year's draft to get the first safety off the board, Darnell Savage. So right, you know 
we all think that he should draft a receiver or some kind of offensive playmaker. Dude, if you draft a defensive lineman or a linebacker or a slot corner in the first round, I'm fine with that. Man, he's he's I, gonna he's gonna trade up and draft like Kenneth Murray or something like that. You know who the like Packers that. don't need, but who I selfishly really want, Zach Vaughn. No, we don't need him. I don't, but I want him. Maybe in the later rounds. I'm like what I said. I'm you, biased. What round are you thinking? Like, One. He's he, he won't he's last. Be a first rounder, he won't yeah. last past forty. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind that. We need a middle line. I'm selfish because I saw the man play I still in high can't school, and Corey he's... Littleton got the contract he did with the Raiders. Zach Bond is the best high school player I've ever seen <laughs> in person. <laughs> you played against him, didn't you? I <laughs> saw him. I didn't. Okay. Luckily, I never had to play against him. Okay, that's good. He was the quarterback, running back, and uh, like linebacker safety for Brown Deer, single-handedly beat my team. The final score was fifty-four to forty-six. He single-handedly beat. My high school. That's yeah. crazy. It was nuts. Like at that point, you could tell he he was good. If they drafted him, I wouldn't be mad. But I just wouldn't. we don't need an edge rusher. But like, you can never have enough, I guess. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But we we're there, talking there are about more a, areas of need. We were talking about this on the big show the other day. Um, we asked if you had to pick one in the first round, who would you rather have, Jonathan Taylor or Zach Bond? And it w- it ended pretty much 50-50. I think I would go Zach Bond, but that's yeah. a lot closer than you'd I don't right. think. I don't think Taylor makes and, it. Well, and basically anymore. somebody called in because we started talking about Rashawn Gary, and they asked if they can move him to the inside linebacker, which I said a couple podcasts ago that I think that it would be a possibility. It's basically, possible. Basically but... what they need to do with Rashawn Gary is they need to decide what position he's playing. Right. Because yeah. the dude is an athletic monster. Right. He can do literally anything. I think they can just move him to an interior and lineman literally, with Ken Clark. Literally, Leroy was like, Based on what I've heard and what I've seen from Rashawn Gary, he could play any position on defense. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not joking. You could line him up at safety, and I would be okay with that. Because he's got some good because speed. He, yeah, he ran like a 4-5 at the combine. Like, he's a quick dude. But And based on like his, his measurements and his body, he could adapt his body to be whatever somebody wants him to be. Yeah. So literally, yeah, Packers, I hate that. I literally, hate that. literally, Packers... Pick what position you want this kid to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you want him to be an inside, what, an inside defensive tackle, put him there. I don't see. Let him not. gain some weight, and he'll be there, and he'll be one of the most athletic inside in, interior defensive linemen in the league. Or if you want him to be an edge, fine. If you want him to be that guy that comes mm-hmm. in and helps Preston and Zadarius, fine. But the thing is, then he's not going to be on the field, and your fans are going to be pissed. Or if you want him to be a middle linebacker and clog the middle, that's fine. He can do it. He can do anything that you ask him to do. Just give him a freaking position and he'll be fine. I I want him to be either an edge or an inside linebacker. Well, that's the thing. I I don't know what his offseason's been like. He's probably been doing a lot of work with Zedarius on the edge because that's what they've told him that they want from him so far. Yeah, I see him doing like crazy videos, but I wonder if like his trainer or like somebody from the Packers have like sat him down and had this conversation like, hey. I guarantee they have it. Well, yeah, probably in his exit interview for the year. Yeah, maybe. They're like, hey, we don't know what we want to do with you yet, so just keep working out and being you. I think part of it will depend on what happens in the draft. Where they'll be like, okay, we got our guy at inside linebacker. We we want want you to be an edge. Well, that's probably what it's going to end up being. But the thing is, fans are going to continue to think that he's a bust. And I hate that. Because he is not getting the on-field production that a first round pick should have. But the thing is But people are so reactionary. If you correct. when we drafted him, he was seen as a project. Did yeah. I like that we took him? No. no. But the times that we did see him on the field, he was good. Right. And that's the thing like he just wasn't getting on the field. 
Like that's and and oh well, a first round pick needs to be on the field. Yeah, no. I agree. Well, I, that's, I par- that's, partially that's, agree that's with that. Today's day and age. Correct. Well, I, I partially agree with that. I get that you you want to see your top pick in the draft on the field day one. He's got to be the you, next Von Miller. But, like. but when you have when you have Zadarius and Preston Smith as your edge rushers, basically, yeah. What what do you expect? Yeah. Like the, now, those are two fair, of the top edge rushers in the league. Like, the what, Packers, do you want the, what do you want Rashawn Gary to do? When the Packers took Rashawn, I don't think they saw the Smith brothers being as good no. as they were. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that if uh, they could do it all over maybe, again, I don't think they'd take Rashawn Gary. Maybe Zadarius, but definitely not Preston. But yeah. I agree. If if they if they would do it all over again, I don't think they would pick Rashawn Gary. But now they have him and and he's a weapon, so they're not gonna get rid of him. Right. And the thing is, I mean, the 49ers sh- made a template of how to make the Super Bowl, and that is by ha- having one of the best defensive pass, r- pass rushes in mm-hmm. NFL history. They had, what, seven first-rounders on that defensive line? Yeah. Like, that's that's something I think that the Packers <laughs> now, are going to start emulating. it they had a generational talent in Bosa. Yeah. Yes. And DeForest Buckner and, was a freak before yeah. they traded him. And Arik Armstead had... A, Just crazy athletic. Yeah. Y- yeah. Anyway. But... I that's so I think that's, that's kind of what, where the Packers are going. I mean, because this is this is Matt Lafleur. He's he's trained under the 49ers mentality, and he's now seen it work. So he's I think he's <laughs> yeah, going to gotten, right. right. gotten humiliated by it twice too. Right. So I think that's what he's going to try to emulate now, and that's what they do. And if if they figure out a position for Rashawn Gary, he is going to be a damn good football player. Mm-hmm. So just. Pick a gosh darn position for him. You're, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I people listen, forget that he's could, on the roster. <laughs> we a bunch could, of fans forget that we yeah. drafted him. We could talk football all day. Okay. The good news is we have next week to talk a lot of football as well. In the we next can podcast. talk about how dumb Bill O'Brien is, or how we dumb didn't the even Rams touch on that. Touch on do we want to touch on that quick? Because uh, I feel like it's kind of old. News. All right, well, we'll mention it really quick. Real quick. I, I kind of want to talk more about the Rams too than Bill O'Brien. Ooh, because the Rams are putting themselves. Let's in talk a about that next week because situation. yeah, because we, one one thing I heard yesterday which was really interesting to me mm-hmm. was uh, which which franchise do you think has situated themselves better for the future, the Rams oh. or the Texans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Zach Gelb, Zach Gelb asked that the other day on my way home, and I was like, huh, that's an awfully good question. That's why he, <laughs> yeah. that's why he gets paid the big bucks. So we're going to straight up steal from Zach Gelb yeah. next week, talk about that. Shout out to Zach Gelb. And that's and right why he now, gets paid the Anthony Mandela bucks. Yeah. <laughs> right now we're going to straight up steal from everyone else that's on the station by playing their clips in the best of oh, the fans. nice one. Thank you. We'll be back after this. Synchronized clap. And we're back for the last segment of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan on Demand for this week. And it's the one that we don't talk. And thank God, because we're not funny. We think we are. I mean, I don't have anything else to say. We're not funny. We try. Uh, There's a reason why we're not comedians. It's a good thing. Right. There's a reason uh, that Anthony left us. Oh. To get a. We already mentioned him. We did, but I just I wanted to say it again. Okay. Well, there's also a reason why we're playing these clips. Because they're funny, and we're not. We're. (laughs) This is going really well. I know. And listen, I, I, I already said, 
Today is Saturday. It's my one day off that I have this week. I came in. I woke up before eleven o'clock. Yeah, I woke to up be before here, I guys. do. I woke up before I usually do as well. And I just Saturdays, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. So, forgive me if I'm a little bit scatterbrained. Uh, Sam, do you want to intro this first clip? Yeah. Did you forget what it was? No. Oh, <laughs> he definitely did. He definitely well, did. No, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad. And did, you were here for it. Yeah, I was. At least you remember that much. If I would have known wow. at the time that I was uh, producing, you know, what would be my last time working with Chuck Freeman, I would have savored these memories a lot more. But honestly, Freeman was having such a good time from at home that, I mean, there's so many clips to. We actually had like. So many clips to choose from. There were from like, like five the last of them from Chuck. Two weeks of Chuck Winkler. Like we usually have like maybe two or three, because you know, unfortunately, sometimes we have to like scrape a little bit to yeah. find clips. But this one, I mean, <laughs> it's it's we we tried to get a sixty minute interview between Bart and Chuck um, about God, I wish Bart interviewing Chuck through. about his ex wife. <laughs> that, got the, that did not get yeah. the clearance. You got the ex nay. But the good news is. Him and Shannon still have a really good relationship, and uh, because you know they're living together right now, where you know Freeman's is working at home. Yeah, you get some good moments when uh, hosts are doing the shows from at home, like this. You're not stuck at home; you're you're safe at home. But when I say that, you know, I feel, man, for the small businesses that have had to either everything okay over there. Yeah, I. Shannon's just getting some stuff out of the uh, refrigerator, and it's picking up over here, but we're good. Will you tell her to shut the hell up? We're trying to do a sports talk show. Uh, Bart says, shut the hell up. We're trying to do a sports talk show. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I could talk that way to her because we're not married. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if anything, if any business is going to thrive right now, it's going to be divorce attorneys. Oh, people people are going to spend more time with each other than ever. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> my god yeah. yeah i wonder how some of these marriages maybe we should do an, an hour segment on that how are you hold it up with your relationship so what do you guys think of shannon do you think do you think shannon's just like going crazy with chuck being at home all the no, time or, I th- well I maybe she's not anymore Dude, but over well, the last she also weeks, she's probably still working Freem's, that's true freems doesn't have to wake up so early he's probably a different person he probably yeah. is. In all honesty. Yeah. And she's probably, I bet she either hates it or she loves it. I just, what I don't know is what do they talk about if Ario Speedwagon can't tour and golf is canceled? Space Jam. Space but, Jam because uh, he said it. he was going to watch it and fortunately we didn't get yeah, to the. We never heard. An hour ago, Chuck said that he was watching Tiger King. He oh, gave in and watched really? it on Twitter. Yeah. Is, oh, when is Freem's the eighth finally episode of that coming out? Joe never. Yeah, no, they said they were releasing one early. Like, they said last weekend that they were releasing another episode of Tiger King. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Dude, Freems makes so. Joe Exotic look like almost like a beta. Almost. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. That's the quote of a century right there. Speaking of Freems. Clip it. Uh, you know, he's he's uh, alphaing too when he's on the air by uh, doing some things that usually are not done in the vicinity of other people. And, uh, I mean, well, I'm not super clear it. about... I'm not being very clear about this, but you'll understand once you hear this clip. They will then give you a $50 pick-and-save gift card. So you're profiting off of this. Is Chuck, what are you doing? What's that? What are you doing? Nothing. What was that noise? Oh, what noise? Your mic's still on. I know, but what noise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chuck. What, what were we... 
I'm, I'm trying to learn about Windows here. Come on, keep going. <laughs> Windowsselect.com, 262-703-3500. 262-703-3500. Check them out at Windowsselect.com. You can't wait? Wait, what? What were you doing? I'm trying to learn about Windows here. You might as well finish. Go ahead. I can't wait. I can't wait for Adam to come on tomorrow at 9 a.m. I thought that the, <laughs> I, I, I first of all, I didn't realize my microphone was sensitive enough to pick it up. And I was I was not going in the water. I was against I was like peeing on the side of the tank. But then at the end, you know, when your stream begins to lose a little bit. It <laughs> just, right, you have no right. control over it. All right, I don't I don't anyway. Yeah. Come on. No. You knew his mic was on. I mean, guys, yeah. we all have to take a leak. Sometimes I took like, one after that last segment. I was working with him that whole week, and but, uh, at the end of every segment, I would tell him when his mic is off, and I would tell him when we're going back on, and he'd be like, "All right, okay, right." That c- certain segment, I guess he thought, like he said, he thought he could have gotten away with it, and uh, that mic on that app picks up ev- picks up every the sensitivity everything. is nuts. It's it's nuts. I mean, it, Gary's had some similar issues. I mean, thankfully he hasn't peed while we were being yeah. on air, but he uh, he's been like washing dishes. He's made food. Like you can hear everything right. on the app that they're using, and I don't think they necessarily realize that. So it's also really funny because we hear. Um, different personalities at home having conversations with their loved ones that maybe shouldn't be uh, broadcast. Well, I mean, a lot of them haven't been on air, thankfully. It's been off air, so what you guys can't hear. I think they think when we turn off their mics, we can't hear them at all anymore. Uh, That's That's just not the case. Right. So we've heard some uh, pretty interesting things on the big show. I've heard some stuff on the Bill Michaels show. And I'm sure... I cannot talk Bart about that. Bart and uh, Chuck also had stuff over the last couple weeks as yeah. well. Nah. Um, breaking news on the fan. Uh-oh. Brought to you by... Powered by Radio.com and brought to you by 5-Hour Energy, now with two tropical flavors. Better producer than you. I am. And uh, Jordan Love is gaining interest from, quote, several oh. NFL oh. teams. According to my sources... Jeremy Fowler. On that. I don't, I don't you, know who that is. Couldn't you literally say that about... Every you literally prospect. could, but I just thought it was funny According because we were talking about sources, Jordan Love earlier. Jonathan Taylor could move into the top ten. That's false. Anyway, the last clip here. It's a fun one. Now, you know that we've done, what, probably three like com- like little compilations yeah. of clips. This one is probably our best. And we always leave stuff out, too. Like There's always there, more. You should see the folders of audio that we have on these people. It's nuts. A lot of good stuff that we can't share, or and, and we could, but you know, we could go no snowing on them if we really wanted to. We really could, but, but we wouldn't, because like we said earlier, they're like family. Without further ado, guys, let's get a little sexy. Are you still kissing your wife? Oh, throw my tongue down her throat, cub. First of all, yes, he's had in the past mad ball skills, but I mean, you, you guys turn me on. He said that one of his testicles was the size of an orange. Why is that? Uh, this good, Dr. Good. Well, we need to go see something wrong with him. If this testicle is the size of an orange, one of them, something, something ain't right. But well, you can like touch it, it's all hard from the many times I got it drained. Huh. There's a big butt in all this that just crossed my brain. You ever did him? Oh. Uh, look at that. Uh, uh, look at that. It's super, super tight, guys. That That is by far the tightest one uh, that I've been privy to uh, as of this point. 
we like to have fun in games here because, you know, it's it's our job. It's fun. We like to push the But envelope. it has to be serious. We have to say sometimes, guys, please follow the rules that the government is putting out for you on staying home. Please do not be like Ram. This is this doesn't count just dump, in dump our it. best clips. This is just we're showing you an example of what PSA. not to be. You hear PSAs. You all hear the time. what Ram is saying and do the exact opposite. Please listen to what Ram is saying right here. Uh, okay, uh, let's go to uh, everyone's favorite Ram on the north side. Joins us next on the Wendy's Big Show. What's up, Ram? Hey, everyone's favorite. Wow, everyone's favorite. I got that honor now. Yeah, as long yes, as sir. I'm hosting the show, you're everyone's yeah. favorite. Yeah, everyone's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I just keep it 100, Gary. You know me. I don't care what other people think. You know they gotta they gotta bring the facts and prove me wrong. But I say this. Uh, I just think this generation is not like the generation that y'all having a near to about. Like so. Like I know when Jordan his first house, he had an indoor half court built in the house. You know because they see the basketball as a craft. You know. Um, there's a couple other players I was thinking about. And then the other thing, okay, if you don't have a court, where's the nearest park I can go and get some shots up at? Right. You know, you don't, I don't care about that. You know, they ain't going to no park, man, with all no, these I'm people. Get out of here. I'm just saying true hoopers will, Steve. If, but, but you know, no, 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 no. But, Ram, they're not you. Giannis no, can't no, go no, anywhere in public. They're not going to do that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Lotto came up in the AAU generation. Where the mom had to take them to the gym. The coach said, "Don't play outside." Then you got to get picked up. So, to me, it shows in that game because I just don't see the player who play outside and inside always going to be better than the guy who just trying to play on the inside because it's a different way of shooting on the outside versus the inside. And plus, the player that does both is get more shots because he get more reps. And and that's I, I was shooting around yesterday. You, if you lay off for a week, man. Eat. It takes you maybe a day or two to get back in rhythm, you know, because basketball probably one of the more difficult sports, maybe right after at the baseball. So Leroy's got a question for you, Ram. Go yeah, ahead, Leroy. Ram, what you got a, a hoop in your house? No, I ain't got it in my house. I got. Where I'm, were you? Got, where hey, were you shooting at? Across the street, Leroy. Matter Who were you playing you with, Ram? You was at the Ram, Ram. You was right by my house. Who were you playing basketball with? Uh, we played three on three yesterday. Man, stop doing that. Stop doing that. Come on, Ram. Ram. Come on, Ram. I'm going to send Dr. Fauci to your house right now. Come on, Ram. I send some film. The next time we play, I'll give you some film. No, don't send me no film. We don't want no film, Don't send me no film. I'm just saying, I asked the question. I'm just giving you that. Oh, that's amazing. No, like, Ram, 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 we got to get to it. We got to get to the CBS News, man. Thanks yeah, we got to update. Go to update. This is a great way to segue to the update. <laughs> Ram, listen to this update, Ram. Ram. (laughs) The latest of the COVID-19 pandemic on CBS News. So not only did Ram call into the show to uh, talk about how he's still playing pickup at the basketball courts across his house, man, with random people he doesn't know, but then he proceeds to go onto Twitter and tweet at Leroy and say, come catch some of this smoke. Mm -hmm. And... And Leroy's like, uh, no, I'd rather not do that. Right. And Ram is basically thinking that we're all crazy. Uh, so anyway, Ram, oh my gosh, did you just do it again? No, it didn't. Okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to touch my mic. So Ram okay. te- 
tweets at Leroy and basically tells him that, like, he needs to come catch this smoke or whatever. Right. And he takes a picture of himself with a basketball hoop behind him mm-hmm. at a public park. Mm-hmm. And Leroy's like, uh, nah, I'm good. And then he... He tweets back, Ram tweets back, what are you, scared? And Leroy said, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, please, guys, I, I beg of you. We've This is probably the second just monologue we've gone on about this. And there just will be plenty more. don't be a dumbass. Just stay at home. Stay, stay at, home. at home. Do you want to be able to go out in public again and not be criticized for it? Do you want to see Christian Yelich... Mashing taters, going apple taco. Do you, you want to see Giannis see, go coast to coast? Right. Do you want to see Aaron Rodgers have another MVP season? Then you need, as the song in the intro said, stay the bleep at home. Stay home. Don't be a dumbass. Listen to what the smart people are saying and stay the bleep at home. Don't be a dumbass. Don't be a dumbass. Don't be a dumbass. And you know what? On that note, it's time for us to go. As they say in Canada, peace out. Have a good one. Woo! Woo!